Welcome to the Nerdaplexi Movie Review Show mini-episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. Today is also the fifth meeting of the Nerdaplexi Comic Book Book of the Month Club. My name is Reed, and with me today we have... Sam. And Dave. So let's dive in... All right. The last movie we just watched was a very special bonus episode from our very special, in more ways than one, bonus boy. Patron, it was Stevie's episode. It was Big Trouble in Little China. 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 <laughs> China. Oh, man. So I, I don't have any, any much in the way of revisions or anything that I wish I would have said, but... Mm-hmm. As right after we recorded it, not after it played, but James Hong got his star on the Walk of Fame. Ah, yes, I did see that. He was on... Uh, oh, that's really cool. David Lopin. I think he's on Colbert or one of the late shows. And they, they had... I saw a little video of that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like even though the, our episode hadn't dropped yet, they knew that we had recorded it. and Right. That sort of got him all the buzz he needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they did a like a five minute um, bit about uh, Blank Man. So, it's interesting. <laughs> was it just the orgasm scene? That's about five minutes. <laughs> That's about five minutes together, anyway. Yes, uh, c- concurrently, uh, the subway, his little subway layer came up. I like that. Also about Big Trouble in Little China, uh, I have, I, while I was doing a little bit of research, finding some clips, I found a very funny YouTube video. Uh, it's called Jack Burton Asks a Lot of Questions. And it's all of the questions that Jack Burton asks throughout the movie, and it's like five straight minutes. He does That's ask a lot of questions. A supercut. That's really good. Is it? It's like a supercut, like one after the other? Yes. That's so good. And hey, be sure to check the uh, show notes. Over at nerdaplexy.com, and you'll be able to watch that vid. And if you could just drop that in the team, Sam, that would be great. Yep, I'm doing it right now. I also really enjoyed the uh, slide to the left, the Tacha the slide edition. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Reed's, Reed's always, he goes hard in the paint when it comes to having a song. Uh, Almost per episode seems like a bespoke creation. Not to put you, not to put you in a uh, in a in a cage where you'll have to do it every time. But uh, those are the things that catch me by surprise the most. I think it's a disease. I think when we say song lyrics, he has to put it in there. He can't help it. Well, it depends on the lyric. It depends on the timing, and it depends on how good someone said it. Because that's the real, those are the real deciders. If you give me enough ammunition, sometimes I have to. Also, uh, honestly, I'll tell you what, it it would depend on how early in the day I hit those in the edit. Because if I hit one of those babies at like 11 o'clock, I'm on my second cup of really strong tea. Yeah, I'm making a song. If that baby (laughs) comes up at like 3 o'clock, no way. (laughs) No way. That makes sense. But I, I, do, I, do, I do get myself, uh, that is one of my favorite things is thinking, you know, and I think I got to make that a song. <laughs> I tried to find the Nightwing Butt song and put it in the episode, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> shame. That is a shame. Now I know how they felt whenever the library at Alexandria burned down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know, actually. I'm, I'm curious because I, I was a little concerned because we, that was our first episode with, with four persons on the episode um luckily for you out there stevie does sound drastically different from the two of us and i do need to make an apology to whoever did say that we often sound like um megan and i listened to the mask episode because she wanted to hear your guys hot takes on the mask 
uh, because she absolutely despised it. And she asked if you guys also hated it. And I said, Noah, we were actually pretty positive on it. And she said, I need to hear what you guys have to say about this. So, Did we change your mind? I do not believe so. Um, she did laugh. <laughs> she did laugh very hard several times um, and rolled her eyes a little bit at the mask off. But that's only because I made her listen to it like three times uh, before her, her hearing the episode. Of course, uh, as you do. She knew what she was getting into when we moved in together. But that's all to say there were points where I wasn't sure who was talking, so... My apologies, we sound a little bit alike when we get excited. But I wanted to uh, hear how you thought about having four uh, four of the boys on the pod. So let, let us know if you liked it, if you, if you thought it was a little too confusing, whatever. Um, just send us your thoughts over at uh, Twitter or at the Gmail. You know how to do, and I'll let you know those deets. We try to fit as many cooks in the kitchen as possible, and you can take that however you like. Right, I mean, we're, you, you, you're going to have to tell us to stop, or we're just going to keep pushing the limits. Yeah, we don't know. We don't, ha- we don't have feelings anymore, so the limits don't make sense. You have to give those to us. See, that one was a softball, though, because uh, Stevie, just by his nature, always talks a little bit less than the rest of us because um, we're loudmouths. So we'll need to add another loudmouth to really see how, <laughs> how the four-person one goes. I know you guys don't get to the theater often, so I, I, I think maybe you'd like to live vicariously through my theater going. Tell me everything. I would. Well, you're in luck because this week I got the chance to check out... Uh, it's not exactly new, but I was on vacation last week when it came out. Uh, it is Alex Garland's Men. Uh, Alex Garland, he's the director of uh, Ex Machina. He also directed Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Is it like a Magic Mike thing? <laughs> like a sci-fi magic mic like it's raining <laughs> colon men no no have you guys seen any of his movies have you seen ex machina or uh annihilation i've seen annihilation it's good mm-hmm. no Natalie portman doing work i've seen resident evil annihilation i think oh yeah, very different right 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 well i would suggest that his his movies are great and let me just preface my spoiler free review of this movie i'll be as spoiler free as possible so if you're like an absolute stickler and you're going to see this circle back just like go see it and then circle back to this part but i would suggest you watch ex machina first because that movie is incredible it's got alicia vikander it's got um Donald, I can't even remember this guy's name, but he's in the new Star Wars, Donald Monaghy or whatever that fucking guy's name is. That tall ginger string bean, he's in the, the new Star Warses. Anyhow, look it up. You, you do your own IMDb on this one. You'll know who I'm talking about. Domhnall Gleeson? That guy, yeah, see? He's got, he's got a goofy one. But it's Irish also guy. have... The it son also of has our, our, I mean, maybe my favorite man generally, Oscar Isaac, he's in this one too. So He's a good man. He's a good. He's a good man. As men go, he's one of the. He's one of the best movie men right now. He's sure. really cleaning up. I believe he was in Annihilation as well. Domhnall Gleeson's dad is in Paddington too. It all comes together. <gasps> that's his Bruce. dad. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson's his dad. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. I still need to see this movie. And um, he's in Paddington, but you might have known from. He's in In Bruges. Oh, yes. okay. That, okay. That's a touch point for you. So yes, that's I... that's that's this guy's dad. Um, Donald Gleeson is... He's the guy who's not the other guy that you know. He is the uh, First Order guy who is like the second in command in the sequel movies. Yeah, Oscar Isaac gives him a prank call. Yes, and it's very good. A great start to that movie. <laughs> so tell us about men. 
men. Okay. All about so a spooky men. one. Now this movie is the best thing about it is this movie is a visual snack. It is extremely atmospheric. I saw this with uh, a friend of mine and future guests on the show, Gina, who will be joining us for the Road to Perdition episode. We saw this together, but totally alone in the theater. We we went. We had some time in the afternoon, and it was just the two of us. And that was great because we were able to scream and hoot and holler with. Uh, and not feel bad about it because this is a movie that's going to make you scream and hoot and holler. It's a horror movie. It's very visually intense and not like intense in a couple of different ways. Intense in a good way. The cinematography is gorgeous. The first 30 minutes of this uh, movie is basically a love letter to the countryside in England. It's beautiful. It's green. It makes you want to go there. And then, you know, then the action kicks up and the, the second, the first and second acts amazing as a lot of horror movies do kind of the last half hour where they're trying to piece together all the cool stuff they've set up it struggles like a lot of films does but uh it has it struggles in the best way a horror movie can where i haven't been able to stop thinking about it and gina and i have been texting back and forth nonstop. like what do you think this means does this mean this does this mean this it's worth watching. Are there a lot of good men memes? Um, yes, there are. There are some incredibly good men memes that are uh, will be too N- uh, NSFW to become true memes. And I cannot give you any more information than that because it is buck wild and it will. Sp- it's a it's a huge I guess plot point. <laughs> Do not press me further unless you want to know. But it is worth seeing the movie. This isn't the first time he's been pressed for that. <laughs> it's it's worth honestly. I would say that it, it's not exactly like satisfying. I love you know like you're pressed for cash. Man, I'm just yeah. pressed for penis. <laughs> for penis. <laughs> the movie is called Men. There's some dong, and it's part of a trend that I'm enjoying in in modern cinema. I thought hoping you were going to say in moderation. <laughs> no, no. There's a lot of all, there's a lot of all wiener. things in moderation. I'm glad now in horror movies we're seeing more ding-dongs because for a long period of time it was only naked women. Because in my opinion, there's not much more horrifying. (laughs) You're going to love this one. (laughs) I'm not going to watch this one. You've sewn it up for me. No, well, it makes sense. It's all it's all part of the plot. It, it all it, it all makes sense. For yeah. Me. Well, as someone is is are is it? Never mind. I don't, don't even want to guess after it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Honestly, I won't tell you. But uh, it is. It's a hard R. Is it like Tusk? <laughs> oh shit! I've never seen Tusk, but um, based on people I know who have seen it, no, not nowhere close. It's like Human Centipede for one. You could probably yeah. No, no, yeah. No. Keep up that track of not seeing that movie. This is in a range where anyone, like people who casually see horror movies, they could they could watch this one. I mean, it's okay. it's an A twenty four, so it's like a intellectual and artsy, but it's still well within like an acceptable normie range. Like the lighthouse? No, well, that's that's really the lighthouse is really <laughs> pushing the edge on that. You've got you've got Willem Dafoe in that. You're always riding the edge of like what is normal. Yeah, Robert was was patting his own son, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you mean. He was ma- he was masturbating. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have, I haven't seen this one. I did not see lighthouse. Ooh. Yeah. Very good. Very good. If you haven't seen it, it turns out that Willem's De- it turns out that Willem's Defoe in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he in that movie. 
uh, if you do watch that movie, if you haven't seen it before, I would recommend everyone watch it. Not for the faint of heart, but uh, if you're watching it and you're thinking like, wow, my TV's fucked up because the ass... Uh, it's not. The aspect ratio... Because there's a lot more penises on it? <laughs> no, the aspect... I'm talking about the aspect ratio, Sam. Wow, my penis is all wanged. It's a 4.3. <laughs> my penis is wanged. My TV's all wanged. Even on your big widescreen TV, it's going to be a 4.3. It's on purpose. Okay. You're not going to want it to be in a big widescreen. I get you. I get you. You don't want to see this you don't want this in 4k i promise you i want it in vr (laughs) you know like just the right things are popping out of the screen this is bad anyway i would just say i think the men it's very interesting i don't know how i i enjoyed like three quarters of it very much and the other the the last quarter (laughs) i'm still undecided i'm gonna have to watch it again there's definitely a great joke in there And I don't even have to say it. You can just imagine what, why would Reed like just, just three fourths of it is fine. But then the rest was just, it was really tough to swallow. Just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I, I will, we'll, we'll circle back maybe to the left. Uh, <laughs> this is a special bonus episode. Uh, we're, we're now coming back from the break. <laughs> was men the prequel to men in tights? Cause the tights were not yet on. No, well, no, but it's English. No, but maybe great. So, comic book book of the month. <laughs> no, actually, I will say hardly any butts. Yeah, well, that's good. Strictly frontal. I'm tired of this rear nudity. There's some frontal. You said grundle. That's some. You said frontal ASMR. Full grundle nudity. <laughs> but I didn't see any grundle. I think I think a grundle will get you an X rating. I think that's a that's at least NC seventeen. I think so. I think so. Yeah, because it's on the cusp. There is some. There is some <laughs> lurid two, statuary. <laughs> I'll say that there's lurid statuary, fertility statues. My wife bought a like she like likes woodland themed things, and she bought a mushroom statue that's on my TV stand and she loved it so much. And I walked in and as when I saw it and she was like, I got all these great things from, uh, I want to say it was like big lots or something. It wasn't big lots. It was like home goods, you know, whatever the fancy version is. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same thing. But I was like, uh, I was like, you got a fertility statue. And she was like, (laughs) what? And I was like a fertility statue. And she was like, it's a mushroom. And I was like, look again. (laughs) Yes, you are correct. But also, Yes. Yes, yes, and also a fertility statue for yeah. similar reasons to you thinking that's a mushroom. I mean, it's it's probably you know it's probably UPC on it or the whatever the skew reads you know mushroom statue. But you could be fooled. Have you guys seen this the the uh, this stuff about this Cambodian penis plant? I have not seen anything about a Cambodian penis plant. So I guess there's a TikTok, and this now we're on a we're on a serious tangent here. <laughs> This woman is, it, it's relevant. This woman okay. uh, uh, did a TikTok or whatever about these, there's this rare plant in Cambodia that looks absolutely like a big old dingus. I'm not, now I'm going to have to find this and fucking put it in. Um, but they're these plants, but they're endangered. So the TikTok was like, it went, it went super viral. And now people in Cambodia are like seeking these things out to pluck them. 
and it's there now the penis plant is on the verge of becoming extinct oh no oh, no they're over harvesting these babies millennials are killing the penis plant stop picking phallic shaped carnivorous plants cambodian government urges <laughs> this, is, this is a what kind that's of a really, strange that's a, timeline that's a very good headline this looks like a like a rick and morty like tv or what's that what is it like the, the interdimensional the news interdimensional we'll cable. cambodian government urges citizens not to play with the penis plants amazing <laughs> this is the kind of headlines i this is needs to be the only headline women told to stop playing with penis flowers in cambodia metro news stop picking carnivorous penis plants cambodian environmental officials plead <laughs> please <laughs> 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 we can only take so much. Even the Nerdist is taking it on. Stop picking carnivorous penis plants just for silly photos. And they post a silly photo of one. Of course they did, because it is the Nerdist. Because this is what we're really all out here for. Stop playing with endangered penis plants, government says. New York Post. It's so good. To live in Cambodia and that's the shit your government's worried about. God bless. It's all the same exact... I love how it's all the same headline that has to be said slightly differently so you can't be, like, plagiarizing. Penis plants are endangered, comma. Don't pick them, comma. Cambodian government says. Thanks, Alton Telegraph, for really switching it up on us. Well, you know what? Stop picking endangered phallic plant, Cambodia warns. The New York <laughs> Cambodia... Oh, wow, they're, they're escalating. I like that now. That, now that's the energy we need to be bringing. Then you've got the ones that are a little bit more coy, right? India Times says, what are Cambodia's penis plants that are on the verge of extinction? <laughs> a little explainer. You've heard yeah. about these penis plants. Let they? us tell you about them. Let's click and see what it, what it is. The Telegraph says, keep your hands off carnivorous penis plants. <laughs> selfie, fan, selfie fans told. Not as many cheeky ones as I would assume. Oh, no. Filter-free parents is Cambodian peen plant. It goes viral on Facebook and hilariously Hell NSFW yeah. comments ensue. Okay, Thanks, there we go. parents. They peen. call it a peen plant. I love that. Let's 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 uh, normalize peen as a, one of the words. So, so, kind of speaking of crimes, you can't be plucking these plants. This crime should should be a crime. Maybe it is. Maybe and they're just urging and warning at this point. You know what they need. You know what they need to to help protect these penis plants. Some big tough guy to come around. Some goon of some sort to protect these plants. Make sure people don't... If they're going to pick him up, maybe he walks up and gives them a one-two with his big, meaty fists. I feel bad for Eric Powell. This isn't... This is a segue that is not all <laughs> altogether... I I think he'd love this. Truly, yeah. Actually, yeah. It's It's got some certain edgelordy aspect to it. I don't know how many ep- or issues of the thing there are, but I'm guessing there's one that involves a penis plant. Just saying. I would be surprised if there wasn't. Beautifully written and drawn by Eric Powell. And then some photorealistic children. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> Nerd of Plexi Comic Book Comic Book of the Month Club It's a book club for comic books. The Goon written and uh, created and illustrated by Eric Powell. This is a series that was released uh in march 1999 uh and it's still going on number of issues to date is 54 this one was released on dark horse comics 
and it looks like there's a couple of other publishers. Maybe it's been picked up by Dark Horse. I'm not exactly sure, but the early prototype of the goon was first uh, released in 1995 in a book called Bestsellers Number One uh, out of out of the Sellers Comics. It was a prototype called Monster Boy, which we see a kind of a little pro uh, th- this kind of little boy uh, character, the Monster Boy, uh, in the goon itself. Uh, it deb- debuted in Avatar Illustrated in June 1998 in a one-page preview um and it's uh like i said so 1999 it started full steam ahead and still going to this day yeah so uh the goon not to be confused with the hilarious um hockey movie goon the sean william scott Stifler, uh the sean william scott vehicle <laughs> that you uh, and seven but... other people saw <laughs> right but again i actually saw both of them there's a sequel anyway that seems like a comedy central at 4 p.m <laughs> kind of movie yeah you know, it was one of those, like, it was on Hulu. What am I going to do? Not watch it. Yeah. But in common with that, you would call a goon in hockey an enforcer. And uh, and in this book, The Goon, written and drawn by Eric Powell, it, The Goon is very much an enforcer. So they give you multiple backstories, but the overarching thing is that it's this gruesome sort of horror comedy. And there's you know, anthropomorphic spiders and there's these there's this wild cast of characters and every new kind of unremarked by everyone as well. Yeah, exactly. It's just a character named Spider and he's a spider. Straight up a spider. One of my favorites. Great character. A person Dr. Alloy who's just, you know, metal. Yeah. yeah. Hieronymus Alloy. So the the main plot is the goon grows grew up in a carnival uh raised by his aunt and his aunt was killed whenever a mob boss came to the carnival to hide so his aunt gets killed he kills the mob boss because it's the mob boss's fault that she was killed and he takes the mob boss's little black book of all the people that owe him money so he basically sets out to collect on all of those debts because he feels like it's owed to him because he took away his life. He's going to take that guy's life. So he kills him and he basically takes a mantle or takes the mantle. Yeah. And he is loan sharking all of, all of this money and in many and various creative ways to do that. Yeah. And no one knows that he killed the mob boss. Right. So he's saying, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the enforcer for this guy and you're going to pay me for him. Eventually it comes out that that guy's dead, I think. But the goon basically just maintains exactly where he is, collecting money and, and all this other stuff. So he's kind of like uh, like an anti-hero, but it, it's it's a lot more of a like a gray area world. So the other side side backstory is after he, as he's doing all of this, he's collecting all these things. There's also this other character, a priest who is creating a zombie army, and a character that he has digging up dead bodies for his zombie army. Yes, the graves is right. So you're getting this this view of Lonely Street, which is not in too bad a shape at the beginning. It's a nice ice cream place and all these things, but it, you sort of cut from that like more 1950s look to like present day scenes where it's obviously beat up. You can't even go on Lonely Street anymore. That's where all the zombies are. And basically, what the goon does is he keeps his part of town free from zombies and monsters and keeps them from sort of like having their run of the place. But he also does it by forcing the normal people to stay in the house at night. That that old lady who keeps leaving. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a funny bit. Uh, so 
to your point, there's an there's an old lady and there's like a lizard creature, and he you can see like a goon on the side of the page saying, "What did I tell you not to be out at night?" And you think he's yelling at the lizard creature, but really he's yelling at the old lady. Like I I can't keep beating up these monsters for you. You have to just stay inside when you're supposed to stay inside. But he does beat up the monster for her. She thought she could get a better deal on corn. True. She's paying 35 cents on corn, and that's too much. The relationship the goon has with his community honestly reminds me a lot of Al Swearingen from Deadwood. Right. Where he is certainly an antagonist. It's a begrudging thing. He's certainly a criminal and ready to do criminal things. And, and whatever it takes, basically. But also, he does care for the community that he's in. He would kill that old lady probably if it came down to it. But at the same time, until that moment came, he wants her to. He, he is looking out for her. Right. Speaking of people he's looking out for, they show sort of in the backstory this character, Frankie. He's kind of just like a little guy and he's dressed in fancy clothes. His mom dresses him in and he's getting beat up. And then the goon beats up the people that are beating him up and takes their clothes and lets. Frankie wear those and then like it basically gives Frankie the confidence to be an absolute psychopath lackey for the goon and uh and the way that that plays out is hilarious and the the best part about that is when you see this character and you hear that there were there were talks about making a movie of this the most perfect uh the most perfect human to have do the voice of Frankie is the one who's technically attached and that's Paul Giamatti and it would be just oh yeah just a just a genius stroke of casting in my opinion he's basically just a paul giamatti character <sighs> yeah he looks kind of like um like a muppet come to life cuz he, he a little bit he, he looks totally different than everybody else in the comic but it's it's got a very loose kind of cartoony vibe to it the whole thing in general but frankie does look different yeah so i mean and then along with that there's another side story of an of an but he holds evil he does indeed or uh a mis misguided maybe misunderstood scientist hieronymus alloy he was in jail for trying to give people fish features because <laughs> hey the world's gonna be covered in water i'm just trying to get you a leg up yeah he didn't want people to drown but against people's will and that's never that's never a very popular thing but he gets out and he's sort of he's trying to turn a new leaf He's trying to turn, yeah, he's trying to turn over a new leaf. He's trying to see how, how can my genius actually help people, even though the things that I think that make the most sense to help people obviously aren't. So he, with the help of his hulking, uh, whatever robot monster looks just like the one from, uh, what's that, what's your, what's your game, Dave? Is that the Bioshock guy? Oh yeah, he looks like, um, yeah, Big Daddy. He looks like a Big Daddy. He looks a lot like the Bioshock guy. Big Daddy. Yeah, so Bruno. I'm sorry, real quick about Bioshock. They're all, oh, yeah. all free on Epic. Yes, Today. I saw that on DLC Epic and everything. That's dope. Yeah, I got. I, I I played them all, but I scorped them all up. I just bought it on Switch not that long ago, but Same. I, I haven't beaten it. Maybe I'll play it on my computer. I don't know. Fantastic. I played one in Infinite, and I liked them both. I played one, two in Infinite, and liked them both. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's but okay. yeah, the, the big guy. What's his name? Is oh Bruno? Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. The, the big Hieronymus also has. He also has one other lackey, or not lackey, he has his butler, who doesn't seem like he cares anything about him. He just he just has, like, standard things that he says, and, like, he gives tours of Hieronymus's mansion while he was in prison. Like, he, he just he just kind of, like, a robot. A robot's robot. It really gave me um, dummy energy from the Iron Man and, like, Avengers, that, that, that little arm, manipulator arm robot. Yes. Yeah. Essentially that, just that. If dummy could actually talk. Canned phrases. So speaking of canned phrases, 
Uh, we said there was that old lady who was upset about creamed corn. So Hieronymus Alloy, and this is just one. It's all vin- it's all uh, anthology. So every every story has nothing to do with the one before it, basically. But this one in particular, which I think gives you a good idea, is Hieronymus gets out of jail. He hears that the goon is collecting. Is this basically a mob boss, and he's collecting, taking money from people or whatever? So he goes and he beats up the goon with with Bruno's help, and he then the old lady comes back out and says, "Don't." Don't beat up the goon. He's the only thing that's protecting this part of town, and he's he's like he may be a bad guy, but he's our bad guy, and we need we need him to sort of keep the balance. And uh, she says, if if you're gonna do anything, you know, why don't you find a way to make cream corn be cheaper? This, the whole reason she was out before in the first place was getting expensive cream corn. And uh, and we'll post on the uh, on the website. There's a there's a little ad at the very end of that particular comic that's Hieronymus Alloy's five cent can of cream corn. Old-fashioned, genetically enhanced, glow-in-the-dark cream corn. Genetically enhanced, yeah. Even cheaper from when back in the day when it was ten cents. That's a, that's a great detail. Even because she, she says at the beginning, used thirty-five cents used to be ten, and his, Hieronymus is his five. Yeah, I love I love his kind of like misunderstood. He's trying to help. He wants to turn everybody into fish to solve the housing crisis so that everyone can live underwater. Problem solved. He's trying to. He goes to try to to kill. And stop the goon because he's learned that the goon is the head of the the crime boss. And then it's like, actually, no, the goon is helping these people. Uh, after being admonished and hit with a can of corn uh, by the old lady, it, there seems to be two different kind of societies. There's like the up on the hill people and then the people who live down with the goop and monsters. And the up on the hill, it seems pretty normal up there. And all the crazy shit seems to happen down um, where the goon is. But I love the art style of this because some pe- some people are drawn normal. The goon looks a little bit different, and there's the you know a lounge singer lady, and she's drawn like she's out of a uh, one of the comic strip, one of those like <laughs> like the Robin Hood comic strip, or like the like the, Re- the like the Rex Racer. She's like more photorealistic, <laughs> where everybody else is like these exaggerated features. Yeah. But it doesn't take you out of it because this world, you you get, you understand almost immediately. They let you know that this is a crazy world and things are kind of nuts here. In the fact that everything kind of goes unannounced, and it it seems to me that Eric Powell is he he's done all of the best parts of world building, and I, actually this relates to to men as well because there is no point where the goon tries to explain the world at all. And and in men, they don't try to do that at all. And and that's one of my favorite things where they just let you fill in the blanks because I don't need to be told why there's a goop monster and things like that. Exactly. Just, just let it be. Even more fitting is that we just did Big Trouble in Little China and it's the same type of world building where it's show, don't tell. And then also important to note that Eric Powell is the person who ended up writing and uh, and I believe also drawing the Big Trouble in Little China series that directly follows the movie. And it's if you haven't checked that out yet, that is on Hoopla. The Goon, not on Hoopla anymore. It used to be, but if you... If you Google read the goon online, you might find a link or two. But I suggest <laughs> hitting up the library or, you know, purchasing comics. You know, also if you're if you're clicking around and you you find some things, 
uh, and I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it online, uh, you know, reading con- <laughs> comics online, just be sure that your pop-up blockers are ready to go. Not to mention, uh, if you're reading comics online and you're not the type of person to to pitch in, I would suggest, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Eric Powell has some type of uh, Patreon or something along those lines that if you get it from a source that isn't necessarily less than nefarious, then pitch in a couple bucks, you know? He, he, he creates some great art. If you like what you're seeing, chip in so you can see more of that kind of stuff. Also, maybe contact your library and see if they can get it back on that app. And I, well, yeah. I know for a fact that you can get them at the library. That's how I read them. Honestly, don't pay me a... Don't pay us a goddamn red cent. Just just send us a comment. Write us a review. That's what I would like you to do. I'd like you to hit us up at Twitter and and, and leave us comment and tell us what you want. Here that we'll we'll do it. So if there's something that you want covered, if there's some kind of thing that you want to do, if you have an idea for a segment, I would love to hear your ideas for a segment. This is a fan created segment. I, th- and this is yes, and and uh, with with, li- with little to no fuss or muss. It was a great idea, and we took advantage of it. So, you know. Can I tell you what I want? Please. Hit it. I want all those red cents. Yeah, you could also give $5, though. Like, that's a thing you could do. You don't have to give us those red cents. I just want them bad. (laughs) You'll head on over to nerdaplexy.com. And there'll be some links to follow, uh, and you can get... I don't care what color the scents are. That going. Yeah, honestly, that's fine. If you like what you hear, and if you want to have us cover something extremely specific, if you want an episode um, devoted to whatever you want to talk about, nerdplexy.com. Or dedicated to a loved one who's passed away. (laughs) We'll do that too. I'd rather rather not do any in-memoriams of regular folks. We the IMD in memoriams are already. I'm just saying there there are worse things than <laughs> than having like a little MP3 player going at the grave of your you know Pima. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up with your thoughts over at Nerdaplexy. dot com. You can email us at Nerdaplexy at gmail dot com. You can a tweet at us over at Pod on Twitter. If you're there, you'll be interacting with our social media manager and uh, social media Frank is Dave. Yeah, you can hit me up at the face of Dave. I asked on there uh, who your favorite comic book hero that didn't get a movie was uh, when we were on the heels of uh, Morbius because he sort of maybe didn't deserve a movie. Uh, I, I put that I would love to see Leapfrog get a movie. He's really uh, underserved. <laughs> Frogman uh, appears to be in the uh, one of the new Marvel shows. That's dope. That's so good. Uh, Sam Sam said he actually wanted a good Silver Surfer uh, movie. Yeah, that's kind of a cheat. You said people who didn't get movies, and I said Silver Surfer. He did get a movie, but it was really bad. He was rising. Not good movie. Wasn't. And Silver Surfer is a really cool comic, and like Galactus is really cool, and you could definitely do he a lot needs of cool stuff own. with that. He needs his own. Yeah, I'm, he needs stuff. I'm still a I'm a still a Squirrel Girl stan. I think it would be great. It would be out of context. I would love a Squirrel Girl. Movie. That's coming though, isn't it? It keeps getting greenlit and then paused. And greenlit. And paused. That's, that was coming as a cartoon, though. I think. Yeah, there, there's a there's a bunch of different cartoons. I think they're really trying to dip their toes in. 
to Squirrel Girl. She's in a bunch of different uh, animated features, but I honestly make it like a rom com, a Marvel rom com. Are you kidding me? That'd be so great. That would be cool. They I, they hit that. Um, I, I mean, people love Deadpool. You can get a PG thirteen Deadpool by doing a Squirrel Girl. Oh yeah, it's it, it, the, the same vibe. Honestly, Megan loves Deadpool for the uh, Marina Baccarin, uh like that arc, the relationship. She thought that was great. It was enough for her to watch Deadpool. She loved it. She said, should I watch two? And I said, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's not even... It's, it's a fridging. It's a... It's like a hunt for the wilder people with Deadpool. It's not... You just... That's... That's one of the best reviews I ever heard. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. I do love the second movie. I think it's just as good as the first. But I think, I think for Megan, you're right. I think for your, I think you're right. Because it has less of the romance. It's more, it's more of the sad. She's not gonna. She don't. She don't know who fucking Colossus is. Yeah, it's a fridger. It's a fridger. Anyhow, let us know your thoughts on Deadpool <laughs> too. Um, Dave will handle those. Yeah, I, actually, I'll, I'm gonna write. I, well, I guess I have to rewatch Deadpool two now. You can check out my thoughts on Deadpool two over at Letterboxd at read underscore nerdoplexy. Sam's over at PGH underscore SVH on Twitter. Head on over. Here's here's a weird... I'm going to throw this one out. Head on over to onlyjamsband.com. That's one of Sam and I's projects. It's, it's less of a band itself and more of a, uh, a music hub. Get all the info on all of the, our related McKeesport music scene. So thank you so much for listening. Hit us up next time where we're going to be checking out the 1994 Doing the Splits classic. It's Time Cop. So until we meet again, JCVD's luscious booty cheeks, that cake, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. It's, it's the booty. It's the booty. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme's booty. Think about it. Yeah, you got to. Things that make you go Van Damme. Ha, ha, ha.